This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. And I say, hey, what a wonderful kind of day. If you could learn to work and play, and get along with each other. Welcome everybody to Wednesday Wargames episode 28. Joining me as always is my very excited and celebratory co-host Liam. Liam, stop it. You behave. Oh, oh no. I've been, uh, I was going to say esconded, but that's not the word. Yeah, it's just like... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just shaking my finger at you. You've been scolded? Yeah, scolded. That's what I was looking for. There you go. I'm being scolded. So two weeks ago... The black the- and white filter has... No, shut up. The black and white... <laughs> The black and white filter has gone over you now because you've turned evil and you're being mean. Yeah, this is this is the new dynamic of the podcast. <laughs> I like the way you're like you're really? you're being evil at me, and you just told me to shut up. <laughs> yeah, but that's expected at this point, surely. Mm. We 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 do need we're on episode twenty eight, so we do need a dynamic evolution to 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 really keep the listeners going in these these tough times of watching mediocre empty arena wrestling. Okay, let's switch it up. Do you want to be, like, the mean one and I'll be the nice one? I'm never mean, so I couldn't possibly do that. Hmm. You did upload a clip of you literally screaming over me for 60 seconds. That could technically be construed as a clip of you trying to interrupt me for 45 seconds, in fact. After you had already been ranting for, like, two minutes? I enjoy ranting. This is my my platform to just shout about nothing and then people have to listen to it. So, obviously, that's what I'm going to do. What else would I do with a podcast? That's why literally everybody has a podcast. Yeah, every and that's why there's like triple the amount of podcasts now because everyone's inside and bored. Yeah, Eric Stevens is mad that everybody has a podcast. Ooh. There we go. <laughs> like, oh no, that's Ooh. that's one of those tweets. It's like not everybody has to po- have a podcast. Shut up. Let people do what they want. You don't have to listen to their podcasts, and you have to talk about their podcasts. So go away. Let people do what they want. Yeah, especially in these times. <laughs> yeah, we're bored and stuck inside and slowly going insane. So just let people talk slowly? into a microphone. I think everyone's gone insane very quickly. Like, we, we lasted like a solid three weeks before the world was like, nah. We have to go back outside. People don't I need matter. a haircut. <laughs> oh, dear. My hair is quite long because I, I do a hair reset every like four to six months. Literally, I just let it grow and shave it all off and let it grow and shave it all off. And that's my haircut. But um, I plan to get one in the middle of March. And now it's the middle of April. It's not even the middle of April. It's toward the end of April. And it's very long. You should go like a full year. I also haven't shaved since like December, which is the longest I've gone without shaving. So I also have the largest beard I've ever had. I, I have fully embraced quarantine homelessness. Look, I can't grow a beard. Oh, neither can I. It looks horrible. Like, no, like, I, I can't grow anything. Like, it's just like a very light stubble. Because most of my facial hair is blonde. Ooh. So you can't even see it. So it's just like, I get all the negatives of having facial hair where when I shave, like it gets everywhere, but none of the benefits because when it's on my face, you can't see it. Hmm. So I'm just this degenerate (laughs) who has a fairy face, but it can't be seen. It's very annoying. Like, I've, I literally went to, like, my mum one time. I was just like, yo, feel my face. And she's like, what? Oh, shit, there is hair there. I was like, yes, <laughs> someone, please believe me, there's hair. I'm not a child. How long have you, what's the longest you've let it grow? Um, I can grow, like, a little, like, kind of an inch-long goatee. Mm-hmm. 
and I can grow some pretty, like, Matt Jackson-esque sideburns, but everything else, there's, like, just blonde and you can't see anything. That's, that's even if like I do, if, even if I leave it for like five weeks, really, like, you won't see anything. You really are basically a child, aren't you? Yeah, well, I hope one day I'll grow up <laughs> and I'll start <laughs> growing facial hair. You'll be a real boy. <laughs> yes, I'll have to get on that testosterone replacement. Mm. Oh, and I'll, I'll get I'll get on Ryback's branded <laughs> testosterone replacement that he sells. That's very on brand for him to sell. Yeah, well, he he had a tea replacement because remember he had that ad where he like clotheslined a woman into a pool. I don't remember that ad. I don't think I've seen this ad. You haven't seen this ad? <laughs> there was like this girl, and then like, like just this regular girl, and then like he clotheslines her into the pool, and then like this model comes out, and it's like this is what the Ryback stuff can do for you. <laughs> I too want to be like Ryback, bald and unnecessarily <laughs> muscly. <laughs> I too want to be a beautiful model. <laughs> I wonder if his hair loss part of his testosterone replacement therapy. Well, that is actually a thing. That's a side effect of testosterone replacement. Well, that makes sense for him as, then. As far as I'm aware. Well, I think that was just steroids. Well, you know, thinking about it, I can't get a haircut. Allegedly. So realistically, if you can't get a haircut, just take Ryback's testosterone replacement therapy and you'll lose mm. your hair and get jacked. I've never shaved my head. Mm-hmm. But I was told that I would have a good shaved head. I shaved my head. As I said, I shave my head like twice a year. So it goes to with a, a number two razor. So that's how short my hair gets until I let it grow to not quite shoulder length. It's usually like neck length. I never let it go further than that because then it starts annoying me. And then I get a cut. There's my hair. I've had it to like, I've had it to shoulder, but not like, it still kind of looks like medium length hair. and never looked long. You've never reached like the thing from the Adams Family levels. <laughs> Well, it kind of did look like that because, like, I didn't cut it into style. I just let it grow out, mm. and then, like, I just started tying it into a ponytail because I think that was easier than anything else. But like, my general haircut is either like mid-length, kind of slicked back, but not not like actual slicked back, just like naturally going back kind of deal. Um, like the the dude from Hangover and Sniper, American Sniper. Who you know? I'm talking about the dude from America. Ah, oh, Bradley something. Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper? He has, like, a slicked-back kind of, like, hair deal, but, like, like just naturally his hair goes back. I kind of have that thing going on. Or my normal hair, which is just I shave the sides and back. Hmm. And, like, some like sometimes if I'm feeling real frisky, I'll go down to, like, a zero. Like, straight up zero, blend it up into, like, a two. No one cares about this. No. Why are we talking about this? Was, no one gives a shit. Well, well, about 20 minutes ago, I was going to say, two weeks ago, the Revival news broke while we were on the podcast. Last week, the Fink news broke while we were about to record the podcast. What's going to break this week? Uh, TW20's beta is going to get released. Oh, there we go. Are you very excited? Um... See, I didn't think I was going to... Like, I thought I was like, yeah, whatever. But then, like, I couldn't sleep last night. <laughs> like, just straight up, like, child before a game comes out. Like, it just, I was like, oh, TW. This is your real Christmas. Kind of. Well, like, TW 2016 was my game of the year that year. Ooh. It was the game I played the most. I couldn't, like... I couldn't consciously, like, if... Whatever game was number two, I probably played, like, oh, 50 hours, whatever. Like, I definitely put over 100 hours into TW 2016, the first year it came out. I heard you make promises on stream about us playing TEW games. On- mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're going to do the Wednesday War Games, but we'll take a side each. Yeah, it's Wednesday War Games. I see what you did there. That's obviously yeah. why we named that the podcast that, to, to have the long-term yeah. branding implications. 
yeah, I'll probably make a Twitch for it or something because I don't know. I have nothing better to do. Um, but yeah, well, that's the easy one is to do the actual Wednesday War Games, mm-hmm. but that's also like a lot of commitment, <laughs> and we're like <laughs> fickle. So well, we, me. Um, so I was thinking, like, we'll do like a one-off stream when it comes out and be like, hey, let's go look at stuff, blah, 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 blah. And then as I, I have to learn the game first because I'm the one who does all the work for it. So like, you're going to have to give me like, you have to give me a couple weeks to like actually learn the mechanics before we go into like an actual, the Wednesday War Games. Mm-hmm. Do, do we have to say it like that every time? I mean... I'm gonna like make the account like Wednesday War in like lower lowercase and then just games all in capital. Of course. So yes is the answer to that. Uh, we should probably talk about these wrestling shows. <laughs> Do we have to, man? Like we're, they were all right. We're nine minutes in. <laughs> yeah, this is what people come for, man. They don't care about my actual wrestling. Listen, takes. people are very concerned about what you think of WWE NXT. All right, well, let's tell them right now. Uh, every week we talk about WWE and NXT. Last week, NXT was the winner, so we shall, we shall cover NXT first, which opened with the news that Finn Balor has been attacked or whatever, and he's not here anymore. He's just, he's missing, I think, was the thing they went with. Full Sail, oh, actually, not Full Sail, the Performance Center now is the most dangerous place in Florida. It's people are being kidnapped. Literally, everyone's always attacked here. Like, they, they should get... And there's never security. It's, like... It's actually very concerning that, like... El Hugo El Fantasma is, try, is nearly kidnapped later in the show. Like, he goes out to the parking lot. And there's no Damn, security there? I have my theories. I have my theories about that kidnapping. Ah, you think it's a red herring? I think it's a... Well, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. But, yeah, get security, you crazy people. Why are these people going out of the parking lot where people have been kidnapped, never to be seen again in recent weeks, and you don't have security there to, like, guard them? Come on, Triple H. Come on, William Regal. The, the only, like, um, security that they have is, like, being exclusively given to Tommaso Ciampa and Gargano for when they try to fight each other. Mm-hmm. That's all they have available. I guess it, it... They have that defense force. I guess it's probably hard. It's uh, our security essential personnel. At the moment, I would have thought so, but... Nope. <laughs> the definition of essential personnel in WWE lately is pretty loose. Um, I was looking on Twitter today. Well, I'm surprised. And I saw on the WWE NXT Twitter that mm. Finn Balor's nickname currently is The Prince, but it's... Yes. Spelled P-R-I-N-X-E as opposed to C-E. Yes. Prinks. And that's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. What is he, a Kingdom Hearts character? Um, well, you see, he has a big X on his gear now. Uh-huh. And he's the Prinks, so... I hate it. <laughs> How have I not noticed this? Because I, I, I clicked the hashtag and he tweeted that like back in like December when he did the heel turn. And I was like, oh... I guess I just never paid enough attention. Mm. Pranks. Yes, Finn Balor is uh, taken out. Velveteen Dream opened the show before he talked for 90 seconds. What was he talking about? Nobody could possibly know because he was talking to be interrupted by the returning Adam Cole on the show for the first time and got the best part of a month at this stage. He's been released from quarantine. He is free to lose on NXT again. Cole came out, undisputed here, beat him up. Keith Lee made the save. Again, it's not even satire at this stage. That literally every single promo on the show was just waiting to be interrupted. It's insane. I mean, yeah. 
it's a main roster brand. It really is. Yeah, so then the main event was set of uh, Strong and Cole against Dream and Keith Lee. I'm sure you were very excited for that one. Mm-hmm. And we never, we did never find out what happened to Finn Balor. He's just, he's just gone. He's dead. Wal- he was murdered. Walter killed him from afar. Yes. Finally, they deliver on that chant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez defeated Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox. It was nice that Raquel won. You know what? What? I think Raquel Gonzalez and Tegan Knox have good chemistry together. Yeah, it's a good monster, good plucky baby face. Can't really go wrong. Yeah, there. I, I really like their dynamic whenever they wrestle. I actually like this match a lot. I had literally no thoughts about this match. <laughs> like, literally none. I just thought it was pretty good. I liked the finish with Gon- uh, Gonzalez getting the win. As she should. I think she's pretty good. And she she should have gotten the win last week as well. So that when someone beats her, it's meaningful. Yeah. But, yeah, I like her. Alas, yes. Yeah, I like Raquel. She's, uh, I'm now over Dakota Kai. They've ruined her, but that's neither here nor there. There was, like, a weird, like, moment at the start where Kai tagged herself in. And I was like, are they going to split this team already? Mm. <laughs> I was like, please don't. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. <laughs> it would be very WWE to be like, all right, now Raquel's going on her own. Dakota Kai, get back to the back of the line. We're ending the Diesel HBK team. God, there was a quote this week that Shawn Michaels helped them make their entrance more like Diesel and HBK. And like, how about you make them more like themselves rather than somebody else? How about, just let them find, let's let them develop. Mm, instead of trying to make them somebody else. God damn it. Can't have anything yeah, to be new. But I, I enjoyed this tag. You know what I didn't enjoy, Liam? <laughs> uh, oh, we, <laughs> we get a video package of Drake Maverick. And sure God. Do get a, God. If this is a work, it's so distasteful, man. <laughs> Literally, any angle you come at this from, it's bad. Because on the surface, it's they fired him, and then they brought him back, and they turned firing him into a story, which is yeah. the grossest thing you can possibly think of. And, like, people will go, oh, but Spud agreed to do it. And, like, Spud would literally do anything for you. That's why he's such a versatile, fantastic performer. He would jump through fire for you. And that's why, don't fire him. <laughs> he's he's amazing. Like, when actual people lost their actual jobs to also do a, a fired guy gets redemption story it just comes off really distastefully. Especially when you play it off as being real, if it indeed wasn't at the start. That makes it even worse to me. It just leaves a really bad taste in my mouth. Even though I like Spud, it, it's just like... Because it just it puts more focus on like the actual people who lost their actual jobs during this actual pandemic. Yeah. So, like as I said, any angle you come at this from, if it's, if it's not a story that they always plan to tell... It's as sleazy as heck. If it is a story they always plan to tell, it's sleazy as heck. If they actually fired him and then made him fight for his job and give him his job back, that's also sleazy as hell. That's like like the most emotionally manipulative thing I've ever seen in my life. Like there is no angle you come at this from in which it is not one of the sleaziest, grossest things I've seen in a very long time. And later in the show, Spud does a promo Mm. where it's like, well, maybe everybody was right. So you have the guy that was fired cutting a promo saying that maybe I was right to be fired. Fuck off! He's definitely back, though. He's definitely back, though. I don't know. I, I don't put any faith in WWE because I, I could see him just losing all three of these tournament matches and disappearing until the end of time. 
I think he loses two, wins the final one, and then Triple H comes out and says, "Oh, I'll give you a contract." That's that's and that might be, so and that bad. Might, and that might be, I hate it. Le- and that might be like a legitimate thing too, not even a storyline thing, like the Cedric thing where he comes out and signs him. Oh, if that happens, I like as I said, come at this from any angle, and it's just no, don't do this to human beings. It's distasteful to the people who was fired. It's emotionally manipulative for poor Spud, who will, as I said, run through fire for you. But don't make him do it. And God, um, I, I really, I really did not like this on any level. A part of me was like, ugh, when like they they did this highlight video and then they came back from ad break and they're like. And remember the celebration of Triple H on Friday oh, yes, yes, yes. for SmackDown as Drake Maverick was making his entrance. It's oh, it's very no. grim. It's very no. grim. <sighs> anyway, to the match. Oh, uh, uh, also, like the fact that commentary was like, and Drake Maverick has to put aside the circumstances in which he's competing in this match, as if they weren't the ones that fired him. Like the, well, that's. So, it's that kind of commentary and the post-match angle that makes me really think that it, it is just a storyline and he is back. That's the worst. Because why else would they emphasize that? Because what else are you going to do with him at the moment? Well, I just, yeah, I, I think if it was, if he was still gone, like, for reals, I think they wouldn't acknowledge it. But he's been on the bump and he's, and they're talking about it constantly throughout the match. <sighs> I think it's a story. I hate everything. Jake Atlas is cool, though. It was a good match. Good little t- t- TV sprint. Nothing special, but an enjoyable little match. And they um, they didn't call his DDT the LGBTDT. Because they're a bunch of cowards. Yeah, seems a little bit cowardly. cowardly. But, um, yeah, let's see how Jake Atlas does. It also makes his it all the stranger, by cool. the way, that uh, Jay squashed Jake Atlas like two weeks ago. It's like, what are you doing? Well, that doesn't matter. We, we've already discussed how these TV squashes don't mean anything. Just debut people so that they matter. Don't Like, why squash somebody and then start pushing them? That's just one of those things. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why, do we, why are we arguing it at this point? We know how this show works. We got a video package on Damien Priest. He was like, Keith Lee, blah de blah. I don't. I, Damien Priest is one of those wrestlers. With, he's he's in the Kip Sabian tier of wrestlers. My brain is just like da 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 da. da. Yeah. <laughs> just go. My brain just drifts. <laughs> yeah, Priest doesn't do a whole lot for me, but um, he can bust out a pretty good match if he's in there with the right guy. Like I did like the Pete Dunn stuff. Yeah, he's so. a he's a good wrestler. It's just my he's better than Kip Sabian. I'll give him that. But my brain does just. Like, I did like. Doo, 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 doo. I, I liked the line where he's like, oh, "This is all your fault. You're picking all your opponents just because you know you win." But the triple threat that was all right. And I was like, "All right, that's kind of a cool line." But <laughs> that's it. Kushida defeated Tony Nese in the best of the suit and it went no way. Sorry, interim NXT Cruiserweight Championship tournament. Best uh, of the Super Cruisers. Yeah, best of the Super Cruisers, indeed. Good little match. I thought this was, like, it wasn't as good as uh, nearly any of the matches last week, but I thought this was a, a nice, tidy little wrestling match. Yeah, I like the match. <laughs> I do think it's incredibly funny that he left Japan because he was never not going to be a junior, and now he's fighting for the Cruiserweight title. In a, a knockoff best of the Super Juniors as well. And, <laughs> like, it's, it's well, a- like, I think that's a very meh, like, thing to, like, because it's a round-robin tournament, you know? <laughs> They've happened before, they'll happen again. But it's funny that but, they, they've only ever done round-robin tournaments. They've never done them. It's a thing they don't do, yeah. and they do it with the juniors with Kushida. It's funny. Yeah. And um, I like that Kushida, like, he, he basically cut, like, the same kind of promos he would cut for the junior title yeah. about the Cruiserweight title, where he's like, I want to win it and make it not a laughing stock. 
And it's like, that's exactly the kind of stuff he used to say about the junior title. Poor guy. And he succeeded with the junior title in his defense. Mm. Maybe he'll do it with the cruiser. No, he won't. But they said he, w- they said he was the favorite, so he's not going to win. Why do they call the hoverboard lock the Sakuraba lock now? Because uh, Mauro Ranallo. The hoverboard lock is a cooler name. Well, you've got to respect Sakuraba. I guess you... UFC Hall of Famer. Probably do. Uh, member of Sagurigun. Yeah, they had a nice little story where Kushida worked over his arm, and then Tony Nese eventually got caught in a really nice-looking top rope hoverboard lock. And yeah, Tony Nese has really excelled in WWE more than I thought he would. Would you say excelled? I would have said survived better than I thought he would. No, I'd say excelled because he's actually had achievements... And, like, I kind of thought he would just title. be a name on the brand, but he won the Cruiserweight title at WrestleMania. Like, yeah. he's done pretty well for himself. But he won the Cruiserweight title in the era of 205 Live, in which the brand was literally dead. I like that match. He had some pretty good bangers. Mm. I like Tony Nese. All right? And you can't stop me from liking Tony Nese, Garrett. I can't. But I can insist that he's very boring. Isn't it weird to see Timothy Thatcher cut, like, WWE promos? I, ju- the, the, I came to the realisation during this promo that I've never heard Timothy Thatcher speak. <laughs> I was really? like, oh, that's what Timothy Thatcher sounds like. It's one of those things where it's like, I didn't realise I'd never heard Timothy Thatcher cut a promo, but then I'm like, oh, I've never heard that man open his mouth. Yeah, he's, that's Big Tim. There you go, yeah. Tim t- tea time. Tim and him and Matt Riddle doing the straight guy. Tim Thatcher is 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 a much straighter straight guy than Pete Dunne as well. It's gonna be like I hope they like continue as a trio, and it's like the straight guy and the straighter guy. Yeah, and then Matt Riddle just like bro. <laughs> I did like the eyes bit. That was mm. pretty funny. Matt's Matt's and a good kid- comic. I'm slightly worried about how much like the Matt Riddle is showing how he can be funny and like. You know what's going to happen to that. Oh, he's going to be on the main roster smoking the Marabakis, and there's going to be smoke in the air, and he's going to be like, hey, 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 and that's going to be his main roster gimmick. Mm. And then, like, he'll start putting on, like, really good, like, mid-card level matches, and then he'll get, like, a Cesaro push. Which is barely even a push. But alas. Uh, Killer Cross video, Scarlet narrated it. He's coming. TikTok. Tick, tick, tick. TikTok. I hear the clown chicken. <laughs> That's all you have to say about Killer Cross? Yeah. Or sorry, Carrie Cross. Stop living. TikTok. I want you to remember me. TikTok. But they did not have no memory. I'm coming. We head to the Gargano's house in which Mommy eats first. <laughs> I kind of liked this. It was weird. Mommy eats first. I do want to point out they're aware. They can both eat at the same time, right? That's what... That's I don't get the whole daddy eats first, mummy eats first thing. Like, why can't you just both eat? Yeah, like, Johnny's dinner would, will go cold. Let him eat his food. Stop See, it. I, I, I can acknowledge this one, right? Like, because, like, Gargano was, like, giving in that he said, you get to go first. But, like, why? Is that a real thing that people do? Where, like, one person in the family gets to eat first and then everyone else gets to eat? I, I hope not. That seems in a very impractical way to eat food. And also, like... I just don't think it's very cool that uh, NXT would be parodying an AEW gimmick like this. Hmm. How dare they? <laughs> just, it's just, you know, it's just, uh, it's punching down. And I don't like it. It's very meta that, like, basically they're parodying a parody. So she's basically being a parody of Vince McMahon. <laughs> a parody of a parody of Vince. <laughs> it's very strange. But, um, yes. Do you like how she's a, like, a heel now? So she has, like, cool hair dye in. 
She's mean, so she can't be blonde anymore. The Tumblr girls and boys. <laughs> like, they're a Tumblr couple. Gargano X Lorray. Or Mrs. Candace Wrestling. I like that line. That was a good line. Hmm. They're, they're, like, I've never seen Candace as a heel. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I, I'm, I'm curious, but I've always preferred Johnny as a heel, so... It's weird that they're going to do two, like, bad guy power couples, though, at the same time. Like, with Cross and Scarlet, and then also them. Mm. They're, they're, they're very different acts. One's nerds, the other is, like, doomsday people. So I guess, like, you can... But maybe they're going to team, or they're going to feud. Who knows? But like, it, it, it's just weird that they're going to do two bad guy power couples at the same time, though. Mm. Maybe Scarlet will be more of just a pure manager. And Candace and Gargano will do the actual both in ring thing. Yeah, I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, I'm with you. This was good fun. Yeah, um, I like that both shows. AEW's been doing it for a while, but both shows are doing like these a lot more out of ring segments because they realize that the in ring stuff is the weakest part of the show with no crowd. Mm. Though I will say that they had a camera, and I assume this was actually the house of the Garganos. They, that's that's mm-hmm. not very good social distancing practice. He was six foot away. What if they? What if they um lived in the same house? What if it was their roommate? Well, then that's acceptable, <laughs> though highly so unlikely. <laughs> well, no, he was he was roommates with Tommaso Ciampa and his wife at the, when they first moved to Florida. You don't know what the living situation is. That's fair. Before we continue, we are brought to you this week by ZipRecruiter. Hiring used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process, but today. Hiring can be easy, and you only have to go one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter.com slash VOW. ZipRecruiter sends your jobs to over 100 of the web's leading job sites, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply for your job. You can even add screening questions to your job listings so you can filter candidates and focus on the best ones. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 4 out of 5 employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, to try ZipRecruiter for free, our listeners can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash V-O-W. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash V-O-W. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I wish TW20 had ZipRecruiter so I could find the best wrestlers for my company. Uh, we got a video package for Eel Shirai. Killing this plug game. Yeah. <laughs> Eel Shirai is facing Charlotte. Sure. There we go. That's about it. We got that horrible Drake Maverick backstage interview that I hate and I hate everything about it. Uh, Mia Yim defeated Jesse Kamiya in, I don't know, it was, it was a weird squash in that it didn't feel very impactful and then she just kind of won. I I didn't I thought Mia and Charlotte was this week. <laughs> well, they teased it last week, but they didn't officially announce it. It's it's officially announced for next uh, week. So there you go. Ah, uh, hell yeah, Mia. The the protect your neck, where it's, it's kind of like her variant on eat defeat, which I never particularly liked as a finish anyway. But somehow she found something that's less impactful than eat defeat, where she just drags you down on her knee and it doesn't look remotely like a finish. How about I guess you don't respect the Wu Tang Clan. That, that, no, I don't know. That's where protect your neck comes from. Well, there you go. So, don't you learn something it's every a day? It's a Wu Tang Clan song. Is, do they do the move as they sing the song? I mean, 
I believe that there is a the Jizza Old Dirty Bastard Inspector Deck Raekwon the Chef Ghostface Killer and the Method Man would all do the move. You're such a nerd. Yeah, I probably forgot names while I was in there though. <laughs> Definitely forgot producers. It's like ten thousand Wu Tang producers. Well we don't want to be here all day, do we? Or do we? <laughs> Uh, Charlotte came out after the match reminded Mia that he wants, she wants the wrestler she was very disingenuous she she threw out the Cody good hand line before saying mm. that uh, when Charlotte first wrestled Mia Mia helped make Charlotte a star and now Charlotte's going to return the favour which again great line mm. I like Charlotte she's she's obnoxious she's like she's such a natural heel that you'd wonder why is she ever a babyface yeah if she's not ever a baby face to me like she's just the perfect heel even when she's trying to be a face I'm like boo Robert Stone and Chelsea Green were poolside as, as Chelsea was in a photo shoot and Robert Stone was directing the photo shoot mm, I didn't even see this I must have looked away <laughs> I do not respect the objectification of women at the Robert Stone brand yes there you go so you're you're very anti-Robbie you're not on the list bro uh, I watched a Robbie E match the other week. No, oh, him against Kazarian. Mmm. Did you enjoy it? Mmm. <laughs> I don't know. I think Robbie E's re- Not- underrated. Like, he's never a guy that will give you, like, the best matches in the world. But as a guy, like, as a lower mid character who bumps real well and you can put him in those kind of feuds and has some personality, he's, like, he's, as Charlotte would say, a good hand. I thought he had a good promo to open the show. Mm-hmm. Even though it was, like, eight minutes long. <laughs> That was still pre-Rawi T as well, wasn't it? That was way before that. Was him in uh, Cookie? Oh, was Cookie still there then? God, I forgot how long Cookie yeah. was still around. That, that's only like, like three Cookie. months after he debuted, though, I suppose. I like Cookie because I like Becky Bayless. Mm. You're not on the list, bro. No, I'm never on the list, bro. El Hio del Fantasma defeated Jack Gallagher in a... I don't know. <laughs> Gallagher had a cool little promo. Yeah, Gallagher's, Gallagher's weird in that, like, he's transitioning to something different and new, but he's still called Gentleman Jack Gallagher, and he still kind of has, like, the, the gear of a Gentleman Jack Gallagher, but... I like that this is the second time he's doing this exact same gimmick change. <laughs> yeah, he, he seems stuck halfway there, though, doesn't he? It's, it's like, go all the way to something new! Stop, stop being, like, in a weird middle point between something new and something that you are... Be a cool shooter, man, and just... Start fucking people up. Yeah, start fighting. I like people. Jack Gallagher. I always forget that he exists, though. Yeah, and you forget that he's actually a very good pro wrestler. Yeah, like um, I enjoyed his progress stint a lot. When he's like, I've been on this show for four years, and I've never won the belt, and I've never gone anywhere. It's like, oh, that's quite sad. And I was like, oh, two hundred five's been around for four years. Is my reaction to that? Oh, it's well, it's four in like Septemberish. Actually, no, when was two hundred five launched? Yeah, it was like September, October, wasn't it? Two hundred five launch. Because yeah, the, the the Cruiserweight Classic was that summer. Then they had TJP on Raw for a one. The Cruiserweights on Raw, and then Two Hundred Five Live was like that October, wasn't it? Remember the finals of that was Metalik and TJP. Yeah, and that match was great. Remember how good TJP was that? Remember how good that tournament was? That tournament ruled because it was just wrestling and promo packages. Yeah, it was just like TJP and Abushi and Zack Sabre Jr. and Metalik having also, great matches. Uh, Champer and Gargano having a banger like special singles match mm. and you had Ritz Swan in there who's like the best wrestler in the world <laughs> and back when we were like genuinely happy when people would get signed because we weren't jaded <laughs> yeah 2016 was like the uh, I think that was probably the last year which was like oh that's nice that that person got signed and then it's just like yeah. stop 
signing people I like so you can hold them in your warehouse in Florida and I can never see them have good wrestling matches again. Mm. What do we have? Oh, yeah, Del Fantasma wins. Yes, Fantasma wins. He did his one good move. He did his dive, which they didn't even particularly call particularly well, but alas, there you are. And then, um, then we get the next weeks, or do you want to go into the innocent... (laughs) Oh, yeah, um, Miriam uh, faces Charlotte next week. Damian Priest faces Keith Lee for the North American title uh, next week. Then, and he Del Fantasma was being interviewed backstage, and he was like, oh, I don't know, he was, he was cutting a promo. It was in Spanish anyway, so I, I wouldn't understand it regardless. Before, uh, he was being kidnapped, and then he fought them off. And and you believe nah. that, that nah, th- this, nah, is, nah. this is some kind of he... swerve. Yes, this is digit. This is the old... I'm going to fake my kidnapping to prove that I'm innocent because he's the only one who got away. Mm. He's the only one who managed to fight them off. He's definitely the ringleader here. And this was just a way of making him look innocent because everyone suspected him of being the ringleader. It's very funny that, like, the other two didn't even put up a fight. They were just dragged into the car. And, like, he's like, get away from me. Yeah, because he's their boss. So do you think they're going to do Phantasma or Unmasked Phantasma as the boss? I think they're going to do split personality. <laughs> he's unmasked when he's the boss and then he's like baby face with the mask on. That would actually be a more interesting character than you'd usually get from NXT. Yeah, so just you wait. But he's, um, yeah, don't believe him. Not innocent. Where's gavel, my... gavel. Poor Phantasma. He's, he's just there. He avoided being kidnapped, kidnapped, and that that can't even prove his innocence to you. The poor guy. I said gavel, gavel. It is the end of the story then. Mm-hmm. Dreams of Stewart main event: Velveteen Dream and Keith Lee versus Adam Cole and Roderick Strong. Uh, Damian Priest attacked uh, Keith Lee at ringside with a nightstick. He hit him in the throat twice. I really enjoyed. If you listen very closely, you can hear uh, Damian Priest cackle as he walks away. <laughs> it's very enjoyable. <laughs> he's just like. He's just a bad guy. <laughs> He's so pleased with himself. Uh, Dream faces Cole and Strong for a while by himself before uh, everyone's predicted partner shows up. Dexter Loomis arrives. Dexter Loomis is getting this main event NXT push. Listen, this is what happens in a pandemic. You have Kip Sabian main eventing Dynamite. You have Dexter Loomis main eventing NXT. There is no I logic mean- or reason in the world anymore, Liam. <laughs> Weirdly, I'm not even that opposed to it because it's something weird and different and not expected from NXT. But I'm just like, Dexter Loomis getting a getting gosh dang for real NXT main event push. Yeah, and he's he's showed up there, stood in the apron. They did the old gimmick that I always hate, where it's just like, all right, you're in the match now. I never like that, but still. I like that the commentary were kind of confused about it. And they're just like, well, I guess if the ref says it's all right, the ref says it's all right. Yeah, and then Loomis ran But at, le- like, at least they put over that. some way. Is he actually? Yeah. Uh, you know what it means that we're going to get a Dexter Loomis Roderick Strong match, and that's going to be very weird. So, like, is his problem with the Undisputed Era? Is he trying to be friends with Dream? I guess Dream wasn't there last week, so Undisputed Era is I think the it's, common I think it's him and Roddy. Ooh. I don't even think it's, like, Cole. I think it's just him and Roddy. Well, there you go. That's your big feud. Roderick Strong and Dexter Loomis. <laughs> yeah. This was Hell a yeah. main event tackle on NXT. <laughs> It's just very weird. Like, again, I'm not necessarily opposed to it because, hey, let's do some weird shit instead of just sticking to the formula. But, like, all right. Also, if you, like... I'm willing to give it a go. If you give me the choice of push Velveteen Dream or push Dexter Loomis, I'll probably take Dexter Loomis. 
Yeah, let's, let's give it a shot. Why not? So yeah, that's our that's our NXT, which I think not nearly as good as last week, but a pretty good. Show. I liked NXT though. Yeah, like uh, it, it flew by. It has become an easier show to watch. That is true. Mm, I think it helps when you have the best of the super cruises going on. That's true. The, oh, I forgot to mention uh, Byron Saxton couldn't pronounce Jack Gallagher. It was very funny. He tried <laughs> twice as well. He's like Jack Gallagher, Jack Gallagher, Jack Gallagher. Ah, yes, WNXT. That takes us to. Oh no, you have an ad. Oh, I have an ad. I definitely wasn't just refreshing Grey Dog software <laughs> to see if TW20 had been released. We have sadly not been sponsored by TW20 yet. Th- that being said, Adam Ryland, <laughs> get in contact. We are, of course, being sponsored by Roman. Get Roman. Roman Roman. <laughs> Roman Reigns? Yeah. You know what, Garrett? I have to wait a long time for TW20 to be released. It's been four whole years. In Yes. But you know what would make that even worse? What? If my life or my sexual performance were waning in the meantime. Mm. Because you see, Americans, they have to wait way longer than I had to wait for TW20. <sighs> they have to wait 29 days to see a doctor in major US cities if you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction. And you want that treatment ASAP. Especially when you're inside, trapped in there with your significant other. Don't be like Corey Graves and tell them that you don't want to fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that video no <laughs> Carmella and Corey Graves are doing a live and Corey Graves like right next to Carmella's face was like I don't want to fuck you god damn it Corey Graves <laughs> and she's like what and he's like backpedaling don't be like Corey Graves get your treatment ASAP that's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state all from the comfort of home Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule just grab your phone or computer or tablet complete a free online visit and you'll hear back from a US licensed physician within 24 hours and if a doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. So if you're struggling with ED, don't be like Corey Graves. Go to GetRoman.com VOW for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com VOW for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Which brings us to all the wrestling dynamite, uh, which opened with Cody Rhodes in a. Cody loves his little self-indulgent videos, doesn't he? <laughs> this one was this one was extra weird. Yeah, it's like, all right, why not focus on your brother there, buddy? But also, like, <laughs> the obvious like effects were just so over the top. Mm. It's like you're not even. I mean, on it wasn't this bad. Show. Why? Why is he doing a big opening package? He's 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 got nothing. Probably because he wasn't on the show. Yeah, I usually like these, but yeah, this, this, they're always self-indulgent, but they're usually very good. This one was just more leaned on the self-indulgent side than the very good side. I wouldn't mind, like, someone else breaking down the tournament. Mm. Like, I get, like, Cody's in it, but, like, can we like can we get Jake Roberts talking about every participant in the tournament? That'd be pretty neat. Or Chris Jericho just mocking everybody. Except Sammy. Except Sammy, of course. I'm just saying, like, I, I, it was just a very weird visually... For me, this uh, promo package—it yes. kind of threw me. It was a little, maybe it was a little too gimmicky. Mm. As I said, they're all but, self-indulgent, um, but this one—the co- mm. the context of the promo I liked, though. 
This brought us, which brought us to the opener of AEW Dynamite. Sammy Guevara lost to Darby Allen in the quarterfinal match in the TNT Championship Tournament. Uh, really good match. They it's just they did some wild crap and threw themselves at. Sammy did a dive where he missed, and he just went head first into like a barricade. And I'm like, or Darby even did that dive. I was like, dear God, man, what did like oh, ah. I say it every time these two wrestle, but like one day they're gonna be main eventing double or nothing or all out or revolution or full gear. And they're gonna be wrestling for a title and it's gonna be very neat to go back and be able to see the matches like this. Yeah, and this uh, Derby took Sammy's boot off, so if, if you if you have some foot fetishes, oh. there you go. I loved like that aspect of this match because it, it really made this match stand out and like differentiate it from the other matches. Like, Darby doing, like, random footwork throughout the match with Zemi Guevara. I just, I was, yeah, I was all in on that. Yeah, it's, it's just one of those things where it's just like, yeah, just do something different from, like, you expect these two to do wild shit, and they did wild shit. But, yeah, mm. the, add, add a different wrinkle in there, add a bit of weirdness in there, and it's, make, make it different. And the closing stretch of this was particularly great as well. Mm. And it was just it um, added a whole new dynamic. Mm. And the the last supper, I I really like that as a finish because I think we mentioned this last time he did it, where it, it looks like legitimately it's one of those pins where it's like yeah he's he's got him trapped real and at, at at like two he put his foot over to add that extra layer of like pressure. It's like that's good wrestling. Mm. Yeah, it's good stuff. Darby's real good. Darby is real even good. Jericho admits how like. Darby is like the best young guy at one point I was like he was like going on about like yeah no um, Darby's definitely like in, he's gotten the most over out of anyone on the roster and I was like yeah Sammy's in the match man he's your child <laughs> listen Jericho's being objective on commentary he's a he's a broadcast journalist now Liam <laughs> until we get to Alan Angels Ingles Candles don't worry about it um, I really want like uh, looking at the brackets. You're like, oh, obviously the final is Cody against Archer, but Darby should beat Cody and Archer. Darby Archer should be the final. What if the final is Cody versus Dustin two? I wouldn't do that in front of nobody. That's the problem. Are they going to do this in front of nobody? Are Are they going to hold the finals for another two months or whatever? Uh, I don't know. They said the finals are at double or nothing. But oh, so which is already confirmed empty arena. So. Ugh. Whatever that final is. Way to ruin double or nothing. I wouldn't have done a pay-per-view in the in this environment. It's just like, that's not what people want at the moment, you know? And you're going to have to blow off good matches there because it's a pay-per-view. You're going to be charging 50 bucks for it, you know? You can't just phone it in. Like, you, you can coast by having Kenny Omega have a long match uh, with a nerd on television, but you can't do that on pay-per-view. You have to give them something if you're going to charge them 50 bucks for it. Like the match I think would thrive most in an empty empty arena environment is Darby and um, Archer because that's you know the, 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 the dynamic there is fine it'll work. The the weird thing is too is like they have all these acts and all these feuds that they had already started kicking off that they can no longer pay off. Mm-hmm. Like Death Triangle hasn't been on TV for over a month. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that they haven't like at least you know got got them to got packed to film a free tape or two you know just to keep them on the well, show we, we got our first we got our first mjf one this week and like yeah you, you, at the very least you can keep them present on the show even if they're not you know wrestling mm, maybe it's because they won't be able to get a promo with all three of them together but you can like and they don't you, want to do, do like one of those just pack pack standing naked on steps promos He's, he loves those <laughs> and he just holds like one of their masks in each hand and he's talking to himself yeah that would actually be a good idea there you go there you go. I'm booking the show. Uh, Matt Hardy is in his compound. There was a pivot here. 
where Matt went from broken Matt to regular Matt. It kind of rude. It kind of rude. But like the the regular Matt Hardy stuff was so much better than the broken Matt it's Hardy so stuff. It's so much more compelling. I love Matt, and like I don't mind. I hope they kind of like switch because right now it's gonna be like seventy five percent broken, twenty five percent Matt. Mm. I really like if they switched it and it's like seventy five percent Matt and like broken Matt comes out when necessary. Like broken Matt's his demon. <laughs> I, I just, like, I'm not sure about, like, full Broken Matt promos, full of his Broken Matt catch, especially with, like, again, it works in front of an audience where you can throw out the catchphrase. There's a call and response there where you can throw out the catchphrase mm. and get a response. But these promos where he's just, he's shouting his catchphrase, he was very loud. I, like, I wasn't looking at the screen at the time, so when he pivoted to Matt, I was like, oh, that sounds much better. What? Oh, there you go. <laughs> he's not shouting anymore. Mm. But I'm very excited if this is the kind of dynamic they're going to go with. Kind of half broken, half Matt will not die. The elite deletion is again. If you're gonna do matches on pay per view, that match is probably fine to pre-record in the Matt Hardy compound and put on pay per view. I like how it's not gonna be Chris because Chris probably can't make it there, so they're just like, yeah, send Sammy. <laughs> yeah, Chris, I like the way he's like. Chris just completely ignored the challenge. Hmm. So, but like the problem with like Sammy doing the matches, like, you can't do any of the cool like throwback memes with him because he's like, "What are you gonna throw him into the thing?" And he just comes out as a panda. Like, <laughs> he's not, like, like you know what I mean? Like, this, this half the fun is like we're, not, we're gonna get like Lionheart Chris Jericho and shit. But maybe they'll they'll do a maybe he'll abduct Sammy and Jericho will have to come save him. Or Sammy will come out as Lionheart Chris Jericho. There you go. That's that's a whole new level. It's just they'll do the match as if Sammy is Jericho. And then uh, Jericho was like, Matt Hardy, you're a bitch. Jericho's, yeah, Jericho's not a, a fan of broken Matt Hardy. He acknowledged him this mm. week, though, so that, that's a win for Matt, I guess. I like that, um, I like Matt's little thing about how he doesn't want AW to be about him or to be about Chris, and he's just doing it because he doesn't think Chris will put anyone over. <laughs> <laughs> just you wait until Matt Hardy wins the AW World Championship, and then the hypocrisy will come out. <laughs> But that'd be the gimmick, though. Then you'll be like Big Money Matt. There you go. The many faces of Matt Hardy. Mm. Kenny Omega defeated Alan Engels, Engels, Gongles, Angels. My favorite part of this was Chris Jericho actively halfway through the match. It's like, Tony, what's actually his name? I don't know. And Tony's like, it's Alan Angels. And then Jericho still continued to mispronounce his name for the rest of the match. <laughs> he, also, he just refused to believe that it was Angels. <laughs> Oh, it's like, it says Ingles. <laughs> it's like, no, it doesn't. Um, I, I weirdly thought that Kenny gave Alan Angels too much in this match. Oh, he gave him way too much. I was like, oh, are you going full? Like, I was like, Kenny, give the nerd the full 20 because it was 20 minute time limit. And he gave him seven ish, which is like, all right. But still, he, way he, too he gave much. him seven ish, but like 60 40 split. Yeah. It's like, well, Kenny, you tried to make the guy's career. Well done. But, and also, like, to me. Alan Angels is like the least impressive of the the talent of the what do you call it enhancement talent on this show because mm. I like most of the enhancement talent on this show I even liked Alan but like I was just like he, he's the one that you're gonna go 60-40 with okay I did like he did have some cool moves though he had some cool moves I did enjoy on commentary they were like so what does Alan Angels get out of this and Jericho was like mm. well you can get you know he just hit a move on Kenny Omega he can put that in his highlight reel and get some bookings Actually, I really did like that. I like that they mentioned, like, what do these guys get out of facing these guys that are clearly going to kick their ass? Well, they're going to get some exposure. I-, I think that's actually a cool justification for why these people are having these matches. Mm. I actually wanted to mention something in the Matt Hardy promo that I forgot. 
um, Matt Hardy was going through all of the elite members and why he's like siding with the elite, and he didn't mention Hangman. Ooh, dissension in the yeah. ranks. So yeah, he like he said, "Oh, the Bucks are his best friends in wrestling." Cody is a good friend. He respects the hell out of Kenny Omega, and he didn't mention Hangman. Or who maybe was also meant to be in Blood and Guts with him. So maybe ha- uh, that's just Matt Hardy respecting Hangman's wishes to not be included in the elite. He's the only one that respects Hangman Page. Hangman's gonna buckshot the hell out of Matt Hardy in Blood and Guts. <laughs> but that would be a heel turn. I wouldn't like that. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't been on TV in twenty five years, so it's fine. That's true. Yeah, Kenny. Um, Kenny... We got a cool little promo package too. Yeah, Kenny beat the nerd. Uh, eventually. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we got a good feature on Scorpio Sky where he recapped how, you know, he, he, he tried and tried and tried and couldn't make it. And he had tryouts places and he had matches places in Ring of Honor in, in TNA. And he could he didn't mention those companies specifically, but those are the places where he did have matches and he never got signed. And he was like, I'll give this wrestling stuff one more go. And then SCU was formed. That was the end. This like this is the, the best part of the, the, the fact that they're having to produce these shows in quarantined empty arena environments is these features that should always have been on the show and I think everyone acknowledges should always have been on the show and I think everyone expected well, like, day one, to be on the like, show give us road 2 <laughs> we all wanted road 2 segments yeah so so now that they're actually finally putting them there very good stuff very good feature on Scorpio Sky humanizing him making him very relatable and very likable we got an actual road 2 segment literally on the on this show as well in the dust and hype mm. there was even a little bit uh, for Sammy and um, Darby at the start of the show as well Oh, they they each got one too, which was nice. Tabby mm-hmm. legitimately just dragging someone behind a quad bike, <laughs> as one does. Um, we got a little recap of BT two hundred. So, did you want to have a little talk about Matt versus Nick because we've both seen it? I they should have just put that match on TV. Let's be honest. <laughs> Why not? Well, the the whole point of it was meant to be BT two hundred, though. Yeah, but it's you know, still put it uh, on TV um, next week. That match was really fun. I liked that Malachi Jackson was the ref. Mm. <laughs> Um, they kind of did some crazy shit in that match. Yeah, you see, th- there's a thing, like, the Edge and Orton and Gargano Champa and all these matches are getting wrong about these kind of wild brawls. You have to do stuff. Like, you can't just, you know, do nothing. You can't just roll on the floor for a while and have, like, two or three. Like, like these guys, the Canadian Destroyers into pools, Tornado DDTs <laughs> off of fences, Swantons off of sheds. Like, they, they and then went up to a deck and tried to throw each other off. It's like, they, they went full, like, wacky backyard match. And that's what you need from this stuff. Otherwise, it's just boring. Well, same before, like, um, they didn't go pretentious. They went fun with it. Mm-hmm. And I much more appreciate, let's just have fun and it's dumb stuff. And we acknowledge that it's dumb. We'll do a dumb little um, uh, rocker's turn segment. To mock the firefighter get- yes. <laughs> and Matt will get the the, uh, the spiked boot that he killed Candace with. Like, good little throwbacks. Like, that kind of stuff. It was just way more fun than these, like... I'll take watching this over Champa and Gargano every time just because, like, one makes me go hee 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 and just have a good time while the other one's like, okay, I, it's a slog to get through. You see, they were both melodrama, whereas, like, the Bucks went for melodrama that's meant to be laughed at. It's like, you tried to mm. kill your own brother! <laughs> as like, they do, multiple times. <laughs> as they do freaking the rolling Northern Lights suplex on their freaking back garden. While, while Gargano and Champa is, like, doing the hand pull away thing and, oh, very dramatic. But it's, that's meant to be serious. It's like, you ruined my family! It's like, <sighs> mm. I did, like, um,. Matt's wife putting down the screen so the <laughs> kids can't watch them fight. 
<laughs> yeah, see, just, just make these things fun. Make them fun and novel and wacky and stupid. Don't make them serious and gritty and, and long. Hmm. And, and long is the that, big like, thing. That these segments are always going to be way better for me when they're just fun hmm. and they're not super serious. Again, the final deletion had moments of melancholy, like Matt Hardy set his brother on fire. <laughs> that happened. Mm. But for the most part, it was guys shouting catchphrases, jumping out of trees and shooting fireworks at each other. That's what you want from this stuff. Yeah. We gotta, I got, let's go to another match that I also liked. That I, I was going in, I was like, Ugh. but like, you know what? I dug it. Orange Cassidy's great. I was, I was closer to, uh, <laughs> I was like, all right. It was a match. It was one of those matches where I'm just like, that wasn't bad, but also, meh. I, you know, it just reminds me, like, how great of a fiery babyface Orange Cassidy is, which is, like, to anyone who knows, isn't, like, this, you know, grandiose statement or anything. But, like, he's so good in that role. He's a tremendous pro wrestler. And, obviously, you forget he's a tremendous pro wrestler because he's a character that's meant to not be a tremendous pro wrestler. But then when he becomes mm. a tremendous pro wrestler, he's a tremendous pro wrestler. I think it's also really cool to see how he... He changed his character from the indies to when it was a TV promotion because mm. he doesn't do the same match that he used to do on the indies. Like this is a different Orange Cassidy. Well, also he couldn't do his regular match here because there's there's no audience. You can't do the, like the super kicks in front of nobody. You know, mm. I, I I meant like also with like Park mm. and stuff. Like he's not just doing the same shtick that he would do all over the indies. Like he he made a conscious effort to change stuff to fit TV and to fit an audience that's going to see him more than once. Uh, I did find it a weird choice to do an Orange Cassidy singles match in an empty arena environment, but it was a decent match. I, it's, it's not where I would have done his first televised singles match, you know? And Orange won. I, I actually, legitimately, if Orange lost, I would have been like, that's stupid. But he won, so I'm fine. Yeah, hell yeah. And then um, there was like a weird uh, Penelope Kip Sabian thing, which I was like, that was kind of odd, and I don't think it really came across that well. But... Like I get what they were doing. They're setting up for Kip and Havoc versus Best Friends, so whatever. The the weirdest thing is that they basically set up that match on this show before Kip Sabian lost to Dustin Rhodes. They didn't announce the match until Kip Sabian lost, but you're like, uh, I didn't think Kip Sabian was winning that match in the first place. I less so mm. thought he was winning that match when you're already pivoting him into another program before he's even lost to Dustin Rhodes. I also think it kind of makes him look like a dumb idiot for like, what if he got hurt? doing that and then later on he couldn't have his tournament match for a title mm. like that just made it was like come on Kip why would you do that like, I didn't mind Penelope helping but I was like Kip dumb idiot what if you get hurt you have a big main event that's coming up in like mm. 20 minutes <laughs> what if you like did you dive and twisted your ankle <laughs> yeah it was, it was it was a strange one as I said it, it like not a soul believed that Kip Sabian was beating Dustin Rhodes, but even fewer souls somehow believed that Kip Sabian... Dead souls, I guess. Negative souls. Dark souls believed. I don't know. Uh, demon souls. Ooh. Speaking of demons, MJF. <laughs> Solid segue. All right. Uh, Sick. Got him. He was in his rat's house. A very fancy looking house, I will say. Very high, high class rat. Yeah, I was going to say, he must be... He's, um, he's on those like Hollywood dating apps where like it's only celebrities. Yeah. He's, he's... MJF's great. Like I think I needed a bit of time away from him because <laughs> mm. now I now I appreciated him when he came back. But like it really seems like he should have been doing something every couple weeks. Like like because he's a pretty big deal in this company, <laughs> and you just like had him leave for six weeks. Yeah, and he's the kind of guy you could just literally just give him a ninety second promo like this every week, and he he'll be fine. Also, That's all he needs. Give me a hangman thing. 
why, why has Hangman done nothing on this show? She's disappeared off the face of the earth. Hangman's been doing fun stuff on Twitter. And doing fun stuff on BTE. There you go. So just put just yeah, all these people all like just put a ninety second MJF show promo on the show every second week. And like do it, do it for everyone who's like an upper mid carter who should be on these shows but isn't. Mm. Give me a park one, give me a hangman one. Like, come on. Yeah. Um I actually I'm excited to talk about this next match though. Uh, the Wardlow, he defeated Lee Johnson. Again, Lee Johnson, very nice gear. Before we get into Wardlow, I'm a big fan of Lee Johnson's gear. It looks better than most people's gear on the show. I really like both of these guys. If Lee Johnson isn't signed, I hope he gets signed. Because I really like Wardlow, I really like Lee Johnson, and I really think both of them could be good future prospects. Yeah, Lee Johnson took a hell of an ass kicking in this match. Wardlow looked like a million bucks. Yeah, seriously, though, like, I give Lee Johnson a contract. Out of everyone, out of all the... So these are all um, QT Marshall students, apparently. Mm. So, like, out of all of his kids, give this one a contract, please. Yes, he, he shows the most promise. Wardlow looked like a badass. He tossed him around, hit his gigantic F5 deal. I love Wardlow, man. <laughs> I, I, I would caution Wardlow lovers that, like, he's very well protected and he should be very well protected. There will be people who will watch this match and say, Wardlow is one of the best wrestlers in the world. And I will be like, no, he's not. And that's me. <laughs> yeah. And that's my stance. The war dog, Wardlow, it's Wardlow day. This man, king, shit, put the TNT title on him. Fuck Lance Archer. Let's just go straight to Wardlow. And there will be people who are like that. And I would like, cool your jets. This is a guy who in the right role, in the right protected environments, can be very nah, useful. Nah, nah, nah. Do fuck not that. build the company you know around what? them. Lee goddamn Johnson. Put the fucking title on him right now. That I can get more behind. Yeah, but I, re- I, I like both of these guys. And like them, Dobbs, Sammy, I think you've... like Obviously, they're not on the same level or anything. But like these are your guys. I think start, start developing your next or even third generation of people. Yeah, I think that's why I, I, I was like... So underwhelmed by that Mia Yim squash in NXT because I watched this squash on AEW and it was like, oh, this is what squashes should look like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very enthusiastic. <laughs> I just like that match a lot. Touch I might even ass. go back and rewatch that match. Well, it's only three minutes long, so that's, that's it won't take you very long. And I like this next segment as well. Hmm. The Dark Order are recruiting uh, Bray Wyatt, it would appear. Uh, the, he had the whole world in his hands and he gave up. He got the uh, whole world. But uh, turns out Mr. Brody Lee is recruiting a, a college player. What was his name? Preston uh, Vance Preston. Preston. Vance he was Preston, the guy who yeah. faced Darby on Dark and had an impressive match. So Yes, he has been recruited as number 10 in the Dark Order. Press 10. Press 10, indeed. Which is a, a missed opportunity not to put Sean Spears as number 10 in the Dark Order, but I guess I'll get over it. Um... So this, I, I assume this means that this guy is signed? Well, are any of these people signed or are they just like, you know, around? Well, I, I just, well, because I, I, I had heard <laughs> that um he killed it in the Derby match and people like that. So. You don't watch Dark, Liam? Uh, <laughs> I, I haven't watched any of Empty Arena Dark. I, I stopped watching yeah. Dark like the week the Empty Arena stuff hit. It's like, I can't watch Dark anymore. I can barely watch but, Dynamite. Never mind Dark. <laughs> But yeah, apparently him and Darby had a banger. So, I hope that um, he could be another one of those younger, younger boys getting signed. I hope this means that next week we'll see number 10 in a match. Mm. This is once again, again, there was multiple WWE, as I said, the, the, I had the whole world in my hands, things a Bray Wyatt reference. 
the recruiting mm-hmm. old footballers or football players. I is... did. I kind of loved the first bit where he was getting cucked. Poor guy. But like that bit was actually kind of funny. <laughs> he lost and his like, football hey, career. You're still he's talking to that loser, babe. And then you're that laughing at so him. Mean. <laughs> Road. Poor guy. Yeah. There we go. More, more with the Brody Lee. Yeah, Brody Lee squashed Justin Law, hit him with his big lariat. Mm-hmm. And Brody Lee will face Marcus Stunt next week, which, <laughs> poor, poor Marcus. <laughs> will it be better than the Lance Archer match? I don't think so, but we'll see. He's just going to die. He's going to take a big boot and his head's going to fly off. And then his big old discus lariat. The bub... Oh, wait, no. Yeah, <laughs> best friends at Orange Cassidy. Yeah, the backstage promo with best friends were... Chuck cut a promo being like, this is, uh, you don't want to see Trent when he's, what's he say? Not mad. Um, he, You don't want to see him when he's quiet he because quiet. he'll kill somebody. And like, <laughs> Trent is like, this is me when I'm real mad. <laughs> then Trent was like, I'm legitimately very upset right now. Yes. Like deadpan. And Chuck had a chain. <laughs> oh yeah, and Chuck, uh, Chuck didn't just have a chain. He put a chain over his neck in like the first 30 seconds. Like, all right, this is serious business. It's chain time. And, the, and then they all got lost on the way out of the gym. Yes, they will face uh, Havoc and Sabian next week. That match was, wasn't announced until the end of the show, until after Sabian got knocked out of the thing. The t- um, TK works fast, by the way. He's just like, oh, book the match, book the match. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, quick. Um, Trent and Chuck are, like, sneakily, like, underrated plunder match wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, actually super excited for this match, because I think Chuck is really good with plunder, and I think Trent is, like, just a notch below, but also really good. So I'm really excited for that. Hopefully they don't just brawl endlessly. <laughs> mm. I hope they do some cool power drivers onto things. They're definitely going to use thumbtacks. That's my lock of the week. Yeah. Next week we have Marcus Dunn against Brody Lee, Cody against Darby Allen, Lance Archer against the winner of Kip Sabian and Dusty Rhodes. Uh, Dust, Dustin Rhodes, jeez. And uh, Kip Sabian and... Oh, God damn it, announcing the other match ruins it. Uh, Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc against his friends. Which brings us to the main event between Dustin Rhodes and Kip Sabian. Uh, uh, the 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 freaking career-ending stip here was stupid. <laughs> I, I get why they did it. Like, it gave this match some stakes. But, like, there's I, not I a hope con- desperately that Dustin does it next week and he's like, you know what, if I lose against Lance Archer... <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if there was a person on this earth that thought Dustin Rhodes was going to retire in QT Marshall's gym against Kip Sabian, it's just like, what do you do? Why are you wasting that stipulation on a match like this? Where, like, not a person on earth well, is going to believe he's going to lose. Well, they did it, I think, because they wanted to make a Kip Sabian TV main event be a little more interesting. But the problem is, why couldn't you have just done Sammy and Darby in the main event and had this be the opener? Yeah, and I'm like, what they did actually made the match less interesting because without that stipulation, I, I'd fully believe Kip Sabian could be Dustin Rhodes. You know, I, that's not a stretch for me to think that. Oh yeah, that's I mean, first... I I always thought Dustin was going through because I thought Lance was going to kill Dustin on the way to Cody. But still, it's not like out. But the, like the 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 belief I had in Kip Sabian winning went down with the stipulation it went, it went from five percent to zero percent <laughs> yeah it's just like he's not winning and why would you give me a stipulation that makes the result of the match more definitive more clear yeah. going into it it's it's a strange and the match was i don't want to ever watch kip sabian wrestle again have <laughs> kip you're perfectly fine but uh... i don't mind kip but i don't necessarily i don't think he does a lot for me in this like kind of setting Oh, we skipped over the Bubbly Bunch. Yeah, well, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. Actually, no, we got the TikTok meme, though. 
It's still not great. That's worse. Uh, it's important the to flim know flam. that that uh, Jake Hager was allowed back into his home. Yes. Um, and that flim flam is in no way associated with TikTok. It's not. Please don't sue us. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I like how pissed off Jericho was that Sammy actually tried. <laughs> And Sammy is very good. You're always showing off. Uh, that I, I'd love if that's like the long-term foreshadowing of the breakup of the inner circle, where Jericho re- starts to get jealous of how like uh, how much attention and how talented Sammy gets. I like Hagar was actually really good in this too. Like, oh, Sammy, you're way too attractive to be sad. <laughs> it's very true. Uh, yeah, Dustin anyway, won. Yeah, Dustin won with the code red. It's very annoying. You can't just, you can't just, uh, like, Code Red's not like uh, some nerd from 50 years ago's move. It's like one of the more famous moves in the last, like, 20 years. Though, P.D. Williams will be very happy that somebody actually won a match with a Canadian Destroyer. How weird is it that Dustin Rose is using the Canadian Destroyer as, like, a regular TV move? As his actual finish as well, not the final cut or any of that stuff. It's like, oh, Canadian Destroyer. Well, he still Destroyer uses the days. final cut as his main finish. I think this is, like, Kenny winning with the V-Trigger. I, I like the way the the Canadian destroyer is his lesser move here. Yeah, his spinny suplex deal is his big move still. Yeah, so there you go. That's that's dynamite. I said neither. Dynamite. I didn't love either of these shows this week. I was just like, all right, they're fine. I thought both were pretty like good, but like neither were great. Mm. Mm. So which did you prefer? Uh, well, we're going to have to do our match of the night first, Garrett. Uh, Surely, 55 episodes in, you would learn the f- fucking structure. Before I, I would probably go with Sammy and Darby. I'm going to go with the War Dog Wardlow. <laughs> versus the guy whose name I forgot. <laughs> Lee Johnson. Lee Johnson, indeed. And his very nice gear. But, my show of the day, uh-huh. I'm going to go with NXT. Uh, I'm going to look at the polls so I can be the deciding vote. Because AEW is the winner of the polls, 70-30, 109 votes. Mm. Now it's the bunch of them. This is one of those weeks where I don't know. So I'm, not, uh, I'm going to have to sit here and think. Of, um, uh, AEW didn't have the do, very terrible do, Roderick Strong do, thing. Do, well, Rod- do, Drake Maverick, do, not Roderick do, Strong. I liked one match there. I liked one match here. remember... AEW did have the war dog. He did have the war dog. God, this is... <laughs> I, don't know why I'm, I don't know why I'm selling AEW when I voted for NXT, but... The show you didn't want. The Garganos was better than the Bubbly Bunch. AEW had better squashes. AEW had the best man. I'll go AEW. By the slimmest wow. of margins, it's AEW. But I didn't particularly like either show. Boo... <laughs> NXT, I don't think NXT has ever had a two-week win streak, so uh, it will continue not to have a two-week win streak. Yeah, well, we'll get them next week, boys. Uh, you can vote in the poll by following us on Twitter at WarGamesPod. You can follow me on Twitter at Garkin. You can follow Liam on Twitter because he's not a coward nope, anymore. You can't. At I'm going to lock it again. Don't, <laughs> don't follow me. I'm just going to lock it again. I only unlocked it so I could reply to a tweet and have it be seen. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. Um... <laughs> Just a quick update, TW20's beta has not released in the time that we've been recording. I'll do one last refresh for good measure. Uh, it's, taken for, it's taken a while to refresh. The poll went from 70-30 to 69-31, so for, for the sake wow. of clarity. Oh god, Garrett, it's not loading. Uh, feel for time. Uh, what if it's actually out? <laughs> what will you do? Uh, 
that's the, this is this is the podcast again the revival think but then you get tw coming out right at the end of the podcast and you'd be very excited it hasn't come out boo um quick let's, tr- let's check twitter to see if any breaking news is um let's see we have the poll results i have 53 notifications from tweeting about how spot is bad um, um t- Insane Clown Posse has cancelled the gathering of the Juggalos. Oh, it's Moose's birthday. Um. Oh, this is good news. You know the way that the European Championships were meant to be the summer, Liam? Yes. The the European Championships, which will be held next summer in 2021, will still be called UEFA Euro 2020. Ah. So there you go. Uh, I am Kylie Ray. It was all smiles as she took in Hogan Knows Best 3. In Knockouts Warfare. There we go. There's some impact stuff for you if you'd like to watch this week's... No, there's no news. Ugh. If you'd like more AEW coverage in your feed, you can listen to Everything Elite every Thursday night. If you'd like uh, more of a television show coverage and WWE coverage in your feed, you can listen to Shake Them Ropes. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye. Uh, Adam Ryland, contact me. I will shell, shill, shell, and shill. Bye. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.